Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We're going to begin with this story, and that has to do with the city of Richmond in British Columbia installing closed circuit TV cameras at more than 100 intersections. So initially, out of the gate, you might say, well, so what? That's what communities do. They put speed cameras, radar, photo radar cameras into intersections so they can catch you speeding and running red lights and increase their tax base. But according to my guest, there's more going on or potentially going on in this situation than meets the eye. Richard Curland is an immigration lawyer in Vancouver who works with federal and provincial governments and was contracted for work by the federal auditor general. He's one of the very best immigration lawyers in this country. And even more important than that, he's my friend. How are you, Richard? Very good. <laughs> it, it, you know, I find it does. It's it's sometimes it's really enjoyable to do an interview with a friend because I can relax a little bit more than usual. Anyway, how are you? I don't understand. I already asked you that. Answer it again. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, surviving well under COVID conditions. You you can't do much better. Now we uh, we're going to come out of this tunnel at the other end. And we will resume our lives. Just when that's going to happen? Not 100% sure, but we're getting closer to every day, I think. Okay, let me ask you something else other than those issues out of the gate. What is your sense, because this is a big story nationally and internationally, what's your sense of the land border between Canada and the United States remaining closed for another month? The United States wants it open. There have been calls by federal politicians and state politicians on the president to, without consultation with Justin Trudeau, to open the U.S. to land traffic from Canada. We've had the mayor of Niagara Falls, Ontario, the mayor of Niagara Falls, New York, on the program together, calling for the uh, the opening of the border. What do you see happening? Well, I, I see a regionalization uh, that uh, in practice, uh, Ottawa has wisely uh, allowed each region in Canada to help formulate their own rules uh, for border activities. So in some areas, uh, there's a loosening, an easier time uh, to enter Canada. In other regions, not so. And so over the next month, uh, the best evidence will show uh, risk to the provinces being affected. It's not the same risk in British Columbia as it is in Atlantic Canada or Ontario because the travel patterns of people seeking entry to Canada are different. And the uh, best evidence available, post-entry tracking, uh, gives hints on whether a region should loosen or tighten uh, the entry requirements. But overall, I do see uh, a reduction uh, in our future uh, for uh, COVID rules. 
Uh, and that's because of the success of the uh, vaccination programs uh, that are underway all across Canada. All right. So, so what's happening in the city of Richmond, British Columbia, with these closed-circuit television cameras, which is causing you concern? And, well, you go ahead and explain it to us, please. Well, yeah, th- th- this is a, a shot out of the blue. <laughs> Someone got the idea uh, to install a mass surveillance system in the city of Richmond. This isn't a uh, single camera, I went through a light system. This is ongoing, 24-7 surveillance of the population. Uh, There is nowhere in Canada where such a system has been installed uh, to, to this degree. To give you a sense, Toronto has over six and a quarter million people uh, and has 297 cameras. Well, in Richmond, it's a little different. There's one camera for every 3,000 people. Whoa. Uh, oh, oh, no, it's, it's, it's worse than that. Uh, uh, my mistake, it's one camera for every 1,950 people. 1,950 people, a camera. You cannot enter Richmond, you cannot leave Richmond without hitting the surveillance system. The Vancouver International Airport is in Richmond. Most of the lower mainland, in other words, all those other municipalities that are constellations around the city of Richmond, cannot access Vancouver unless they pass through Richmond. Why? is this happening? The actual crash rates have plummeted. The insurance crashes and the like have fallen through the floor. Now, what the city of Richmond says uh, in its uh, public documents is that the purpose, get this, money. It wants to sell the data. And so here's the problem. The, your, 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 Im- your images Everything that you've been doing, uh, traveling, uh, what have you, is up for grabs. And there's no monitoring, no oversight, no control, so that when the city of Richmond sells the data to anyone, including a proxy who can in turn sell it to a foreign government, uh, including intelligence agencies, you have just created a mini Hong Kong surveillance system right here in Canada. So, so, so if, I, if I had interest in providing, being a proxy, being a middleman, as it were, to providing information to an intelligence agency, I could buy this particular surveillance video from the city of Richmond, and then I could sell it on to the individual or the organization that wants it, yes? Well, that's it, exactly. And this is why the privacy commissioners, all of them, adamantly and stridently opposed this Richmond project, and the city of Richmond simply thumbed their nose at the privacy commissioner, including the privacy commissioner of British Columbia. The B.C. privacy commissioner has been (laughs) publicly seen as toothless. It cannot order the British Columbia municipality to to abide by uh, the privacy commissioner's rules, while our BC Health Officer can order 
municipalities to comply with health requirements, the privacy commissioner cannot uh, require a municipality to abide by provincial privacy requirements. So the, the city of Richmond made a mockery of our privacy rights, is taking a surveillance system and exposing it to, uh, it's up for international grabs. And here's the real problem. The, the bottom line here is, what happens if, unfortunately, you were driving to or from uh, uh, passing a Hong Kong democracy rights uh, event? Yep. Well, all that information is going to be exposed, meaning that your family, if you have family in greater China, uh, can be linked to your activities here in Vancouver. So, so Richard, the, 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 the city of Richmond says that uh, the video, um, which identifies a person's face or license plate information, will not be collected. How, how is that possible? I don't know. Me neither. And because there's no monitoring and oversight, it's called the honor system. And so... A leap of faith, as it were. <laughs> a leap of faith into the loss of individual rights, privacy, and freedoms. This story, the next one we're going to tell here, is something that uh, you have direct knowledge of, and you were very much part of uh, exposing, yes? Richard? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about this then. Let's talk about what's going on in, uh, in, in Beijing with the Canada Visa Office and who's running it and what its role is. Please tell us. Well, the, de- the deal is uh, that you have to, if you want to come and visit, work, or study in Canada, uh, apply uh, and, uh, through a visa application center, uh, you know, passport stuff information. Uh, and uh, the Visa Application Center will help forward your information to Canadian immigration authorities for processing. Problem is, <laughs> the Visa Application Center, as, as well as uh, certain uh, compartments uh, within the immigration area, um, are filled with uh, Chinese law enforcement, including intelligence. So what's really going on there? Uh, Beijing uh, is uh, directly or indirectly uh, providing, provided with access to the personal information of these people. And it's, it's not just uh, a passport number. It's your entire family tree. Your work history addresses education. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's an intelligence dream. Uh, so uh, the Chinese can surveil their own nationals as well as anyone else applying through that system. Again, this was kept from public knowledge, and it was only after uh, a lot of work under access to information that the uh, documentation was flushed out uh, to prove the case. So now, now the, the federal government says it didn't know about this until February of this year. I don't know, even know how that could be remotely possible. And, and have they done anything to change this? The fact that, the, that this visa office in Beijing, the Canadian visa office in Beijing, is being managed by the Beijing police. Well, it's uh, patently false uh, that they did not know. Our, our allies, New Zealand, Australia, ponied up and said they knew for years 
which means it's absolutely impossible for Canada to know. In addition, under my own access request, I have reports about this that go back years in time. So perhaps the Prime Minister's office was not briefed and did not know, but our uh, department uh, in immigration and, uh, and the folks in intelligence sure did. So here's another angle to this, and I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first one to think about it. If I were in charge of an espionage agency, if I were in charge of espionage for China, do you think I might use the Canadian visa office in Beijing to facilitate entry into this country for that nation's spies if I'm managing the Canadian visa uh, office? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a triple play. Uh, you've got, um, you can put in um, information and documents to secure uh, physical presence in Canada, but there are a lot of controls. We don't have to seriously uh, concern ourselves about that, but it's the overlap of all of these things. So when you start to see the Chinese intervention in uh, our immigration system overseas, and now uh, in the city of Richmond, the installation of a surveillance system that's a godsend to Chinese intelligence uh, that runs operations that uh, seek to identify individuals here in Canada who are opposed or in favor of Chinese interests. So Operation Fox Hunt, for example. Uh, you, we really have to stand guard here uh, because a, a lax approach or denial of knowledge or an ostrich-like putting head in the political sand to pretend nothing's wrong is not the way to go. No, we really have to be more circumspect. And, uh, and on guard, this petty municipality that is feeding potential uh, invaluable information to uh, governments overseas is clearly the wrong way to go. If they're still going to do this, at a minimum, make a sanitized privacy corridor. So me, for example, as a, a resident of the city of Vancouver, can get to my airport without mass surveillance system contact. I want a safe route to go where governments don't know my business. I have the right to be left alone. You do. And, and the Global Mail did some uh, really great reporting on this story in, uh, in Beijing uh, as well. The main contractor, as I understand it, is VFS Global, which has an international contract with Canada for visa processing globally. The company which manages the Canadian visa office in Beijing and which is in turn owned by the J Beijing police as a subcontractor to VSF Global. My, my eyes are glazing over. Well, this is it. And, and there you go. I mean, I tracked them for 15 years, and if you follow the money, there's a mother corp uh, lurking in Switzerland or Namibia, wherever. The mother corp owns all of these we're going applications. To, Richard, we're going to have to. We're going to have to pick this up another time because we're really, literally out of time. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.